Greetings. I hope your day is going well today. This is Perry Green from God in America, and today's devotional thought is, If You Obey the Voice of the Lord. I've been thinking a great deal of the current predicament in America. Many, maybe most Americans, have sold their souls and the soul of the nation, it seems. We've been distracted from the important things, sometimes by the urgent things. Sometimes we're distracted by the entertaining things. Now we have a fight on our hands to recapture and retain our freedoms, all of them. This scenario reminds me of Israel's journey. God freed them from Egypt, took them through the Red Sea, then he led them into the wilderness and eventually into the promised land. Once in the land, the Lord led the way, but they had to fight to claim the land God had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Once they subdued the land, on occasion they had to fight to keep it. The number one factor in keeping the land of Israel was not their army. David writes in Psalm 20 and verse 7, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Their number one factor was not in their mental readiness. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 25, For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. The number one factor was in their faithfulness to God. Notice these contrasts beginning in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 2. First he says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. But then in Deuteronomy 28 verse 15, he gives a contrast. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. I know our founders were concerned with the presence and assistance of God. Dr. Benjamin Rush told of an encounter with John Adams, and I want you to especially notice what Adams said to Rush. He said, in speaking of the probable issue of the war, he said to me in Baltimore in the winter of 1777, we shall succeed in our struggle provided we repent of our sins and forsake them. And then he added, I will see it out or go to heaven in its ruins. Please notice Adams didn't say they needed a better army. He didn't see, say they needed France to enter the war. He didn't say they needed wiser leaders. He said they needed to faithfully trust and obey God by their repentance. That's the same call for every generation. It's true for us today. Jesus told the church in Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Jesus doesn't tell us to be perfect. He tells, takes on our imperfections so that we're made whole in Him. He tells us to be faithful. Faithfulness can be challenging. It certainly isn't always easy, but it's always productive for us. There's a story that during a meeting of the Connecticut House of Representatives in 1789, the sky outside turned very dark and ominous. Some of the representatives kept glancing out the windows and feared the end of the world was at hand. They began to ask for an immediate adjournment to the meeting. The Speaker of the House was a man named Colonel Davenport. He stood up and said this, The day of judgment is either approaching or it is not. 
If it is not, there's no cause for adjournment. If it is, I choose to be found doing my duty. Therefore, I wish that candles be brought. Someone wrote, The world crowns success. God crowns faithfulness. If the Lord came today, where would he find you? Well, as we close, I want to encourage you to keep the light of faithfulness burning.